Welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Top, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week, we've been playing too many games and have to ask the question, when has a game been played out? We're not talking about bad games. We're talking about good games that have been just played enough. What is the line that makes a game we love to play a game we never want to play again? And can it be avoided? But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison Miles, Clark Sahara Wentworth, and the Gifted Games in Grace Lake, Illinois. Huge thank you to everyone else in the entire world as well, at least if you can hear my voice. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, um, hello, everybody. If you want to be part of Zoom, which is essentially just rapid board game arena turn-taking sessions um, while we record, that's tabletopgametalk.com slash live. And if you can't join us there, join us on Discord. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. And if you can't join us there, join us on Board Game Arena because this podcast is going to become a Board Game Arena podcast in the near future. Um, our Azul tournament. If it hasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're finishing up our second round of the Azul tournament. So I think we're going to be on round three of, did we say five? Four or five? I don't know. Something. Um, four. Three of four. It's nice to have Getty in the chat, so I don't have to remember any of this stuff. Uh, so we are looking forward to another game of Azul. I'm hoping that I don't get destroyed as much as I did last time. But Fletcher, you almost won your last game. Almost. I was off by one point. I mean, it's not bad. You went from like dead last with like 12 points to, you know, reasonably good score. But the yeah, host I think I had in the 85 lead. points. I made, a, I made a couple of dumb moves. <laughs> and then... Um, I don't think it would have mattered my last move that I made, but like, yeah, I made a couple of bad moves and then I was like, oh, I, I'm going to win this. But then I realized it didn't count. It doesn't, when it shows your opponent's score, it doesn't like account for previous rounds where they scored like columns and stuff. Mm. It does all that at the end. Yes. There's got to be some kind of like, you know, suspense at the end. So I was like, okay, well, instead of winning by... A handful of points, like I thought it was, like six or seven, I lost by one. I still say that's pretty good for, what, your second game ever? Uh, yes, second game ever. <clears throat> I'm going to give you props for it. Um, Kitty, you, how did you do in your last game? Did you I came miserably? in second. Okay. I came in second, so, of three. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that does, in fact, make me the host in the lead. No, we're, oh, wait, you are. I am. Because I, I won my first one and I came in second, which means I have six points in the tournament and you have four. That's true. Fletcher has two. I can go you on and on. You read the summary that was posted in the Discord. Oh, I did. Today. I did read it. I just. <laughs> you just purposely ignored. ignored the fact that I was ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. I, yeah, that, my game, I just, I still, it, it was a nightmarish game on every level. And if it had been my first game of Azul, I would have never played again. It would have been that bad. It was so bad. <laughs> <sighs> well, but I'm looking forward to redemption on the next one. Everybody just pick your tiles. It uh, it wasn't even that. Like There was never a chance for me to have a good play. It's just the order of things, the way it was going. They weren't really even trying to grief me. It's just they made the best move for themselves, which was the absolute worst move for me. And I'm just like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> So yeah, no, it was it was super painful. Um, John, who's in our live audience, did that to me a couple times. Yeah, no, we and don't. He got a fair win against me, but I don't care because I'm still ahead of you two. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think we have nice listeners. I think that they're supposed to let us win, <laughs> and they're not. I mean, they're they're failing. I mean, Steve's over here like maniacal laughter. I, I mean, I have to mute him. Mr. Constantly. Burns hands. <laughs> I know. So, but I am making progress on my board game arena game. So, Hadrian's Wall is it's coming along quite well. I have the beginning turn structure done. Um, I can. There's like you know, valid moves and glowing cells and what you can check and stuff. I would say I'm probably 50% to the way to a playable alpha and maybe a third of the way to a releasable game, I think is just random percentages. But like I could show it to people. People could play it and click it and stuff, but like they'd be like, oh, now what? Well, it's not a game yet. So I'm not going to show anyone just yet. (laughs) I was thinking about that. It's like it'll click and do stuff. Yeah, but like not playable. Yeah, I mean, I can do stuff, and I think it's cool the stuff I could do. But anyone else looking at it, be like, uh, yeah, what else does it do? Nothing. Shut up. I'm not done yet. Well, that's it. But <laughs> you don't understand how many hours of work I put into this. <laughs> it's endless. It's it's starting to affect my relationship. Sydney wakes up. She's like, "Are you still sleeping?" I'm like, "Well, I was up till four. And then she just leaves the room. And I don't know if she's mad at me or not because I've already gone unconscious before she like you know leaves the door. <laughs> so she's she's been an angel though, and and managing the kids in the morning. And then I'm just like, okay, all right, I can do this. And then I'm constantly napping. It's it's really a problem. It's a problem, but it's a fun problem because I like. This I, I haven't done really kind of hardcore overnight programming in a long time, so it's bring me back to my youth. But I'm not as useful as I once was, so it's a it's kind of a mixed thing there. Um, so Fletcher, how was your trip? My trip was great. I went to New Orleans and uh, had a lot of fun. Went there for a few birthdays. Uh, my dad and a couple of my uncles on my mom's side um, all have birthdays in April. And no hurricane this time. And no hurricane this time. <laughs> yeah. So, Did the so French I had lots still of oysters. Um, it actually didn't this time <laughs> because it was kind of rainy, so it just like wash mm. wash everything away. Um, but yeah, I had a bunch of oysters. I had a bunch of crawfish. It's crawfish season, so they were giant, and it was awesome. They're like little mini lobsters. I the last time I had a crawfish was I was I had to be preteen where we catch our own in in the creek that was near my house and we'd like fry them up in the creek yep in the <laughs> creek now we said creek like a door creeks um but i since then like i've seen them on buffets and stuff and i'm just like no that looks like i'd be eating a spider i don't want that so i've, I've avoided them in my adult life do you eat lobster uh i don't like lobster i eat it but i don't really like it simply because it's just a de- butter delivery mechanism, and I find there's a lot of cheaper ways to deliver butter. That's true. What about crab? Crab is a lot better than lobster, in my opinion. Crab, I like if it's imitation and it sticks. Then that it's is fine. not true. I watched you <laughs> go to town at Fletcher's wedding and eat those crab okay. claws like nobody's business. All right. Those oh, is that where they so all went? Good. All right, the crab claws I did not were get any of those. yeah, those were pretty good. I had a few for you. Don't worry, those uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, good. Those yeah, were I delicious. heard you and did you and Carmen both miss out on the crab claws? <laughs> yes, we we both did not get any crab claws. Yeah. Um, we came down and we're like, why is there just a pile of ice here? Yeah, I you're... would feel bad, except I got none of the appetizers at all at my own wedding. So yeah, you know, I would say just, <laughs> that is part of being 
married. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a wedding yeah. amateur because you, you got to know that you're never going to get to the appetizer. The appetizers are literally there to stall the guests so you can take pictures. You don't get to eat them. Yeah, they're yeah. not for you. Nope. Um, Kitty, you are now in a basement with yes. a nice brick <laughs> background in Michigan. No, it's you're not homeless a nice at the brick moment. background. It's like a field stone <laughs> creepy background. It is... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm phase one of our move has been completed. We are out of our old house. It is officially sold. And <laughs> in, in um, your mother-in-law's. Yeah, I'm hanging at my mother-in-law's uh, creepy basement. Phase 1A. Um, phase two starts in two weeks um, where all of our things should just be delivered then to the new house. So you had movers pack up your stuff and then just storing it for two weeks and then they're going to deliver it. I mean, they didn't pack my stuff. Well, I packed load all up my the things, stuff, but they put it on a truck for me. Yeah, <laughs> they put it on a truck. They put it in storage, and then um, yeah, they're going to deliver it in two weeks. <sighs> all right, I'm not going to feel too bad because I feel like that's not terrible for the next two weeks. You just live in your mother-in-law's basement. However, I'm going to feel a little bad when you actually move into the new place because. Yeah, that's a lot of work, too. I actually think packing up the old place is more work than moving into the new place in some ways. I agree, because you can leave things in boxes for a really long time, and it makes things seem, you know, cleaner, because all your stuff is in, you know, nice boxes that are in the corner someplace. It's also like, oh, I need this thing. I'll just go open the box that contains it. And I am an insane box labeler, which makes it take way longer to pack up but it makes it much easier to unpack. So it it took a long time to, you know, put things in boxes, label the boxes, store and organize the boxes. But now it's like, oh, I need the can opener. And I go and I open the box that says can opener and I can use it instead of, you know, oh, I need the can opener. Oh, I already packed it. I can't have the can opener for the next three weeks. Oops. <laughs> Doesn't so, your mother-in-law have a can opener? Well, yeah, now that we're here, but like, and I did, I don't remember when exactly I packed the can opener, but there were some things that I like packed too early and was like, oh, I should have that still. <laughs> no, when you're packing, when you're, doing a, when you're doing a marathon week-long packing, you just, that's takeout every single night. That's just how that works. Yeah, that was the last week and yeah. I don't feel good. <laughs> I was so excited to get to my mother-in-law's house. I was like, vegetables! I missed you! <laughs> uh, I'm trying to eat vegetables more. I'm trying. I'm trying. But anyway, let's talk about games. Um, so this topic, I'm, I'm calling it, I'm labeling the title of the episode. is just called Played Out. And it got me thinking. So we've been playing a lot of games on Board Game Arena, in case you haven't, uh, you know, paid attention. And... <laughs> Some, like, Railroad Inc. has been almost constantly in play for the last month. Uh, maybe more. And so I'm playing and I'm like, huh, I'm taking, I'm making the same strategic moves. Like, I'm trying to make the same strategic moves each time. And, you know, and, and I'm trying to optimize my score. And I have to beat everybody because it's a pride thing at this point. And I have this ELO thing. I don't even know what it is. But I know that it goes up when I win. And... And then I, I was asking myself, I'm like, am I going to get bored with this game sooner than later because I keep playing essentially the same strategy in the same game? And it got me thinking about other games that have. Now, spoiler alert, 
I still love Railroad Inc. I'm still playing it. We've taken turns just before we started recording. Um, we've cycled through four different expansions. That kind of helps. Um, and I'm still... I'm very happy with my current board. I'm... It's, it's bringing me joy. <laughs> I'm Mine is not... It's it's super. <laughs> I'm taking some risks, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I sh- maybe I shouldn't be doing the risky thing. Maybe the tried and true. It works out good. I'm seeing <sighs> a lot of movement in <laughs> the live audience that makes me nervous. But <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, Kitty, I'm going to ask you first because Fletcher played Railroad Inc. once, and he was burned out. He's like, nope, I'm never playing that game again. <laughs> um, which is fine. We're not necessarily talking about those kinds of games because you can't play a game out if you've only played it once or twice and you're like, nah, this isn't for me. That doesn't count. It's a game that mm-hmm. you've played dozens of times plus, you know, lots and lots. Are you anywhere close to being burned out on Railroad Inc. at this point? Not the BGA rotating expansions that we do but for your daily plays on the app i don't do the desert ones because i hate those stupid cacti (laughs) which and and that's fair because again i think that's not really like played out i think that's just like nope i don't like that it wasn't for me yeah yeah no definitely yep i like that that's fine but otherwise like you like the forest expansion on the app and mm-hmm. you know uh, some of the daily challenges, depending on what they are, because they now I've started to see a bunch repeat. Some of times I'll yeah. just be like, I'm just playing it once and I'm done because I don't really like that. Yeah, challenge. I set my score and I walk away. But some yeah. of them I'm like, oh, this is a fun day, and I want to keep playing that one over and over. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you this question, but first I'm going to ask Fletcher. Fletcher, the last game yes. that you played that you loved you played it over and over and over that you just you just stopped you just stopped playing and you're like nope i'm you know for whatever reason you may may not have been a conscious decision it's just you never went back to it hmm that's a tough question i don't know um i don't know honestly so this is i'm trying to, i'm trying to think so this has not really happened to you not like um so i mean there are games that i wanted to play like over and over and over for example like you know, maybe Gloomhaven, right? Like you get a campaign going and then, well, in my case, it was like the pandemic hit. So like that stopped everything, but I don't think that's really the same because I would play it again. Right. Um, okay. Here, maybe the best example is, um, um, oh man, I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, the death game. What's it called? Kingdom death monster. <laughs> Kingdom death monster. Yes. <laughs> has such such a generic name for a very specific game um yeah we were playing that for a little while and it was just kind of like eh, all right like i think we're done with this and it wasn't really for any reason and i i liked playing it but i think the game maybe just got a little bit too heavy like it was just a lot of you know a lot of moving pieces to it and it's like okay where did we leave off blah 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 like more so than gloomhaven in in, in some cases and then we just kind of we just kind of stopped. So more or less, it was just it, it started getting so weighty that it wasn't worth the fun that you were getting out of it. Yeah, and also that instruction manual is garbage. <laughs> so anytime you need to look something up, it's just like you know, twenty minutes later, like okay, I think I found the right rule. Yeah, I have friends who it's like their lifestyle game, and they play a zillion other games as well, but they love that game. And they'll play it over and over and over. And I'm like, I, d- I don't understand. 
I'm glad you enjoy it, but I think they get the benefit out of like the story. They get a, some kind of tendentiary benefit from playing it that's worth the, it's like the a, wait. It's almost like Sim City in a way, because it's like you you're building this town with like various functions that then upgrades your units. Yeah. So it can be like very satisfactory that way, but it, it's hard for all that oh for you to manage all of that overhead. Yeah. Well, and so SimCity is a great example for this as well. So anyone who's played, because this applies to video games as well as board games, but eventually, if you, whatever video game you might play, you are going to stop playing that game at some point. You're going to be just done with it. And I think video games, this can happen a lot faster with because you can play a video game a lot more often, which is actually why this this topic came up in the first place. With BGA, I can I'm playing so many more board games than I was before because I have ex- like they're accessible and they're easy to set up and well, they're no work to set up. So when you talk about something like The Sims or you know Civilization or you know pick your video game of choice, eventually you just stop playing it. You loved it; it was the ma- most amazing thing, and now I'm not playing Candy Crush anymore. Right. Like that's the type of <laughs> thing. I never played Candy Crush, but um You played Boom Beach, you're right. Uh well, I actually in the notes I have Runeterra, which I'm still playing. I've been playing this game for almost a year now, daily. Except for maybe, you know, I could I could probably count the number of days on two hands that I haven't opened the app and played at least one game of it. So and that's another one where it's getting close to being played out. But they keep adding new stuff, and that keeps me coming back. And, okay, I want to try this out. I want to see what's going on here. Um, so that's keeping me going. But, Kitty, game that you have just – you're done playing. Well, I don't know if I'm done forever, but I haven't played in a while, is Wingspan. Yep, and yep. we got really into that, my whole family. We had a lot of fun playing it, and – I think part of the reason is it's my game and it stays at my house more often. And the games we've been playing are my mom's games that live at her house. So I I helped my mom build herself a game collection that we all enjoy. And so I don't have to bring my games over. And I don't know, maybe she does have her own copy of Wingspan, but it doesn't seem to come out as much. And I think part of the reason is the setup time is more on wingspan and it's not like it's a huge game to set up. It's just a little bit more. There's more pieces. It takes up more table space than some of the other games we like to play like Calico Calico or Azul that kind of fill the same niche. And so I don't know if we necessarily played out wingspan or we just moved on, but that's the only one I can think of that, that recently kind of falls in this category. So I wonder if there's a difference between those two phrases. We played it out. We're not playing anymore. Or we've moved on to another game. Like, mm-hmm. is there is there really a difference there? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I do think, you know, if we hadn't played Wingspan as much already, it would have been harder to move on to other games. We did. We felt like we got a lot out of Wingspan. It was a really fun game. We played it a lot. We enjoyed it a lot. And now it's just when we're thinking about what board game do we want to play, we gravitate towards something else. So maybe we did just play it out. And and that's normal. Like it's This is the weird thing with games in general. So, And we talk about this, you know, oftentimes we reference like movies or books or something kind of in that same way where... G- 
a board game is an experience. And sometimes you want to experience whatever it has to offer over and over and over. Um, but sometimes, you know, I think if my, I have a three-year-old, right? And he wants to read the same book over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I don't, but, you know, that's what he likes. And now he's just able to... He, I love that the point where they memorize the book and you don't have to do anything except for like flip the page and then they just read it, um, quote unquote, read it. But for as you get older and your tastes change, you want to have different experiences. So within a game, if a game can offer you different experiences, you can play that game many, many times. But once it's essentially satisfied all the things that you could potentially get out of it, you're you're done. You're like, let's move on to the next book. Let's move on to whatever. And then again, you have movies like Pitch Perfect that you can just watch over and over and over. But even <laughs> then, it's been played out because I haven't watched that in like three years. And mm-hmm. I feel like I should now that I'm thinking about it. But it's not on the top of my list of things to do anymore. Even though at one point it was like, okay, you know, we're sitting here doing, you know, nothing. Let's put the movie on. Mm-hmm. Um. So for me, I, I think there's a few games. I've mentioned Gloomhaven where I we played it and part of our game group moved away. So we just put it away. And then I never really wanted to go back to it again. And now I'm playing it. I went back to it. I'm playing it in a digital version. <laughs> but with the same group that I was playing with it before. But because it's on Steam and I don't have to do any of the setup or maintenance, I'm like, I'm enjoying it again. And... <laughs> I'm like, ah, I can do this. But I think two that I I feel like the biggest ones where I'm like, okay, I'm just kind of done with this game. One of them, the first one, was Are You a Werewolf? Social deduction, mm-hmm. you know, pure at its core social deduction. I would play this game dozens of times at every convention and like two, three, four hour games. And now if someone says, hey, want to play Are You a Werewolf? My immediate response is, nope, come on. All right, fine, I'll moderate. I do not want to play this game. I want nothing to do with it. I do not like the emotions that it it creates any longer. I don't like the feeling of constantly accusing, you know, of actually not, I'm fine accusing people of lying. I don't want to be accused of lying, especially if I'm actually lying, because that means I'm losing. (laughs) And someone's going to get mad because I'm lying and I'm accusing them, but they're definitely not lying. And I know they're not lying, but they're really upset that I'm accusing them. But I'm like, it's the game. And at some point I was playing a game and it just broke. Like the game broke as people started taking things personally. It was three o'clock in the morning. People had been drinking. But that game said, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. We're done. We're done. We're done. I feel like you finally came around to my my side of this. I think I had just gotten there ahead of you because I had played, I mean, we called it Mafia, but it's the same game. They just had to rebrand it to put it in a box. But yeah, like, and I was there with that game before I met you because it was a big thing when I was in college when we were in road trips that's what we would do in the car and it just always devolves into like somebody getting hurt feelings and I I stand by it I think this is one of my earliest fights with you on the podcast is it's not I don't like social deduction games I do not like especially the ones that are like purely social deduction like werewolf yeah non-mechanical ones and I still like the mechanical ones just fine like, I'll play, yeah. you know. And the more mechanical they get, the more I enjoy them. 
Yeah. <laughs> like the logic deduction games. Uh-huh. It's like, I, I can I accuse you. logic games. <laughs> yeah. I'm accusing you not because of how you're carrying yourself, but because of the moves you made. And that makes yeah. me feel that way. Um, all right. The other one, and I'm still, I'm sort of on the fence on this one. And that would be Keyforge. And it wasn't that suddenly I woke up one day and said, I don't want to play Keyforge anymore. I still think it's a great game. Yet, mm-hmm. Actually, just you know, thinking about this episode, I'm like, oh, man, I should pull out some Keyforge decks, decks and, and make Sydney <laughs> play a few games with me. But what essentially happened was the community around us is, is just dissolved away. And a lot of this had to do with the way FFG handled organized play, um, the way the Vault Tour system worked. And just in general, competitive play for Keyforge was either too, so hyper-competitive that you were only limited that you could only play a few decks that you owned and you know maybe you had a chance or it, your local scene there just wasn't enough people that wanted to play just for fun and that kind of killed the game for me because well I could play with Sydney at any point just her and I playing w- there's a zillion games that we could play and keyforge for yeah. us was a way of like interacting with the community and all of that. So when the community went away, that was that was bad. And then the pandemic hit, which just killed the community completely. I didn't like Crucible Online, which is the where most of the keyforge or the competitive keyforge players went. And Fantasy Flight still to this day doesn't have a digital version of it and the game is technically on hiatus. So I'm just like I don't have any interest to go back and play it right now, but I think that'll change if slash when the next expansion comes out if it ever does, but more importantly, if it comes out in a digital form. And I know we talk about tabletop games, but gosh darn it, having a digital version of a tabletop game is so darn nice. (laughs) It is nice, but I don't know still if I would get on board with like this kind of game. I don't know. I, I have a very interesting relationship with competitive play. And this kind of thing, because I have a tendency to get emotionally involved in games and I don't always enjoy how much of that is brought out in competitive play. And I don't, but I really enjoy being competitive and it's really hard to strike that balance. And, and so I don't know. I liked Keyforge. I liked getting into it, but I just, I don't know if I, I'm going to get back into it either. I don't know. Well, I like the idea of online play simply because anonymously, I can win and lose and feel fine about it. But if I'm making mm-hmm. the effort of going to a tournament and I lose the first three rounds, I'm going to be a little bit saltier about it. But if I don't have to leave my couch, it's a whole lot easier. And I can, you know, if I can just play a game you know, really quickly play a pickup game or something like that. Um, it's key for it, so nothing's really quick, but, you know, quickly find a game. I think I could see myself doing that again. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Fletcher, have you thought of anything else that you've played out? Not really. Usually um, I stop playing games because it's like the friend group goes away or it's a distance thing, not because I really want to. And I don't think I play games i mean as often or as frequent as you do so i I tend not to play games out like yeah very much which was i either decide that i don't like a game or 
the circumstances for playing it just don't make sense anymore. Which leads me to my next question, um, which you may not have an answer to, but I'll buy Kitty some time. Um, what games or game do you continue to play over and over right now where you don't see yourself getting sick of it? I mean, you know the answer to this. Everybody listening. <laughs> Besides the D&D. <laughs> Let's all say it together now. <laughs> D&D. Um, Okay, so besides D and D, yeah. Now, just so I'm not people, sure there's a game. Well, I'm just gonna say, so people know this is related to an episode, our role playing episode that we were gonna do this month. We're gonna actually do it next month of repetitiveness in role playing games and role playing games in a box. Um, so this is gonna be slightly related to that, uh, but we'll we'll you have an entire episode to talk about D and D and why you just keep playing it forever. Um, I, I don't know if there's a game that I've played. As long as D&D and as frequently. I mean, like maybe some card games like poker and, um, you know, cribbage and stuff like that. But I don't play them as frequently. And they're not really the same type of thing. Um, but I think they count. So. Because I'm going to have Kitty speak for Spencer for a second. Like, Spencer will play spades any anytime you want. Like, hey, Spencer, want to play a game you of spades? You said the okay. word. He's running downstairs right now. <laughs> just kidding but never no really somebody say spades but so i mean like he's he's played this his entire life and he's never gotten Mm -hmm. sick of the game like why (laughs) what's wrong with you (laughs) so i think this goes towards um a point that miles brought up in the chat and that is he's done playing azul because his wife beats him every time and there are certain games where like you find your skill level and the outcome stops changing and I think that there are some games where that's not the case. So with spades, there's you're always going to get a different hand. It's always going to be different to play. You can play against different opponents, um, and you know there there's more to it than just like oh Azul, I know how to play that, and because I know how to play that, and I see this board, it's just then going to turn into this is my skill level that I have achieved and. I know which tiles to draw and it depends on what comes up the turn order and that kind of thing. Do you think that a game with a decent amount of randomness is more or or less susceptible to burnout? And I think you've already answered it, but I want to explore this idea. I do think that more randomness often leads to more replayability. Yeah. Less likely to burn out on you're less likely to burn out on it. And I don't, but I don't always know if it's exactly just like, oh, it's random, so it's replayable. Because there are some very random games that you can burn out on super quick. See, I I think that, so like Werewolf, for example, um, mm-hmm. Miles mentions Flux. I agree. Flux is a game that you can burn <laughs> out on really quick and that's very random. Um, yep. Like Werewolf, for example, I'm very, very good at Werewolf. And like as... You know, especially in my convention playing days, you know, I was usually always in until the final five. And I think that that level, it's it's exhausting to continue to play at that level and you get more invested at that level. Same with th- thing with Keyforge. Like, if I was just never good at the game and everyone just, every game just felt like a roll of the dice, I love the gameplay. I love the mechanics. I love, you know, the just so much about the game. I really, really love but because I have to, f- I feel like I need to play at a competitive level, it's more likely an all or nothing thing with me, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm either going to be competitive at this or I'm just not going to do it. And I mm-hmm. think that something 
that has more randomness involved allows you to separate yourself from getting too emotionally involved. Like, I'm happy to play spades, whatever, too. I don't think I like Euchre's my thing. Um, and, mm-hmm. You know, most of the world doesn't understand. Like, you said, what? Euchre. Yeah. Euchre is a nice Midwest game. Pretty much. <laughs> They're so, so, so similar in their own ways. <laughs> yeah. It's a trick taking game. Would you, guys in the say that, would you guys say that you're burnt out on chess? Yes. But not for the yes. reason that would imply <laughs> that I ever liked playing yeah. chess. <laughs> yeah, but not for the reason that I'm like I'm good at it, but for the reason that I don't think I can ever be good at it. So, mm-hmm. like I can play it and I can hold my own, but I know that I'm never going to be at a competitive level good. And another thing that bothers me with something like chess is I feel like the better player is usually going to win, which is ironic because I'm actually yes. playing like well, but the thing is a lot of games, that's not the case. The more randomness... Right, because yeah, because of the randomness. Yeah, you can feel like you have a chance. And so, like, I'm playing Homeworlds on, on Board Game Arena, and I'm playing just... I, I decided to join a random game that someone had started for Homeworlds. I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this person. They're, like, ranked in the top 10 or whatever. And I feel a lot of pressure in this game. And I shouldn't. I should just be playing for fun. But I'm like, oh, man, I really want to win. I don't know if I'm good or bad or compared <laughs> to this other person. And I like that feeling right now because I don't know if I'm good or not compared to the random person. I know that if I teach somebody the game, I'm likely to win the first time. And then, you know, who knows what could happen after that. But that – so I'm I'm not burned out on that. But I don't play it so, so often. And I try not to play it so, so often so that I don't – get burned out on it. Where Railroad Inc., I feel like the amount of times that we've played it, we're playing with a similar group of people. I think there's like, you know, 15 people that we rotate in and there's usually, there's 12 players in any given game. We're, all of our scores are getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And it's coming down to just a few points here and there that determines the winner. And I think that, I don't know yet, but I think that makes the game more interesting and I can like root for other people yeah, I still want to win, but I can root for other people to like, you know, <laughs> make that match. And I look at Kitty's board, I'm like, wow, Kitty, you need like three exactly these dice in order to make that work. But man, if that works, you're going to, you know. Are you looking at my board right now? Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm I mean, very and this happy is, with it. And this is one of those things. So I bothered Kitty today. Um, she had a turn in Welcome To. And I typically don't bother anyone unless it's, they're the last person because then I can say, hey, Kitty, you have a double turn. So she can take her mm-hmm. turn and take another turn because, you know, she cleared the board and everyone got to go. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't know. I know you were moving and I didn't, you know, time change and kids and all this stuff. And I'm like, should I bother her? Yeah, I just send her a text. If she ignores it, she ignores it. And then immediately I see her pop up and like, oh, she's on Board Game Arena, right? Taking her turn. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, that's probably all right. But I don't know, because I also don't want to encourage this behavior in my friends. Because I've had that happen, too, where a lot of the games I would want to play, I don't play because the people I would play them with are not as into it as I am. You know, Dice Masters is a great example. I really, really like Dice Masters. And then I broke Kitty. And then I couldn't play it since then because she's like, I will never play this game again because you study. And I'm like, okay, fine. So there's this fine line that you have to walk and to not burn your friends out on the games you like. Are you taking your railroading I'm sorry, turn it's my right turn now? in railroading. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's because everyone's turn in railroading. at the moment, in railroading, at this moment, and it's only round... We've played three rounds out of six rounds. 
but I'm in the lead. So now I have to actually care. Like, by round three or four, I know this is a good one or this is a bad one. Like, I've done it good or I've done it bad. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I have to keep (laughs) trying this time. (laughs) Whereas normally, like, by round four, I'm like, eh, I'm just throwing pieces in here. (laughs) We'll slap it on the board, see what sticks. Yeah, well, and that's the kind of the fun part of it, too, is if you can take it in a more casual way, sometimes you can have amazing scores because you just hit the dice you need. But I'm like, all right, tried and true all the way through. Although, yeah, you have, you're a pretty good score right now. Um, I'm happy. Yeah, and that's the thing. So right now, this is round three for, I know people are like, this is the Railroading Podcast. Yeah, sort of. (laughs) But the lowest score is 16. The highest score is 29. In three rounds. And that's it's actually a really close spread where most people are in, you know, the mid to high 20s right now. And that's what makes this game interesting to me is it feels random. It's just roll six dice. But there's absolutely a skill associated with this that you wouldn't know that I don't think you'd understand first going in because you can be very consistent on your scores every time. And sometimes you get a really great score. You know, the welcome to game we're, we're in. I'm like, I just got the exact right number and now I'm going to have the highest score I've ever gotten in welcome to. And that's fun, but now I'm going to have to do it again. And I want to try it again and again and again. <sighs> I don't know. A um, couple other games that or a couple other reasons I want to talk about burning out though. Um, and this one I think is big and that's the community around a game. Um, in general, one of the reasons why we've been playing so much board game arena is it's allowed us to play with a subset of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And so a subset of our listeners are on the Discord, and then a subset of that are on board game arena. And we are getting to play and you know, we're getting to know the people we're playing with and you know, see names coming up. And if you're not playing with us on board game arena, it's free. Um, most of our listeners have paid because it's so cheap. It's like $12 a year or something crazy. I think it just went up to like $16 a year. Yeah. (laughs) Kitty, I think you're the only one that's not a paid person. It's I don't pay either. Yeah. You two are ridiculous. I'm just going to... Chris is getting new hosts for this podcast. You are too cheap. Everything is free. It's now $30 a year. It's free to play if someone else um creates the game yeah but the reason you pay i actually don't know the reason you pay because all the games are (laughs) voluntarily developed but i pay because i i think the site provides 30 dollars a year of value i believe in their service um and i probably will at some point but um i don't know if you knew this about my life right now but it's um chaos (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's complete and utter chaos at the moment um yeah so you just need to unburden yourself from 30 dollars. that's all you need to do <laughs> well they're they're pointing out that if you pay then you get to play premium you get to start premium games because not all games you can start for free um and you get to have preferred colors so i'm like i want to be blue whenever it's possible and then i'm usually blue in whatever game i play so that's something else you can do you have like preferences and stuff um advanced stat tracking is another one getty just mentioned um but the point i'm trying to get at is this community keeps me coming back and playing more games and we typically only play games that are in the tabletop game talk group because you know we have gotten to know these people and it's fun to play and that's like an online gaming group if i didn't have that group i'm not sure 
that I would continue to play, at least not at the, the frequency that I've been playing. Because it just it feels a little different when you're just kind of like out there with you know random people. Um having that community, like it really keeps things going and keeps things moving forward. Or am I crazy? Thoughts? Agree. All right, done. I'm not <laughs> sure what it has to do with burnout though. <laughs> but yeah, it's I but I do like having this community and it has been really great. And I um did just take my turn on railroading, so <laughs> I see the next move I'm making. I'm like, no, don't click on it. Don't click on it. Wait till you're off the I air. Just, <laughs> well, you're like, Chris talks so much. I can moments. do like four different games and, you know, eventually he'll stop I also talking. have all the monitors and you can see on Discord. You can also see how many Dr. Peppers I had, which um, I didn't mean <laughs> to include in that picture. But, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so peek into Kitty's life. Yeah. Well, we have a channel in our Discord, or addiction. if you haven't joined, um, called Podcast Discussion. And Kitty and I both put screenshot. Well, I put a screenshot of my layout, and Kitty took a picture of her basement I can't den. screenshot <laughs> three separate monitors and have it really, you know, show the situation. No. Because I'm using Spencer's actual job set up to record my podcast. This is not just my podcast set up. This is my husband's actual, you know... The way he supports our family. <laughs> in in your podcast dungeon? In, the podcast in my podcast dungeon. dungeon. Yeah, I am yeah, actually... I'm sorry my podcast dungeon is very noisy. I'm sorry if my audio quality is not up to the standard we normally hold ourselves to. But shortly I, I should have a nice studio. What are you talking about? I, I At some point, I think the dryer like buzzed Fletcher's statement. Fletcher says something, the dryer was like, nope. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's possible. It was like the taboo buzzer. Um, yeah, I just realized in my rotating turn, I'm like, ugh, I don't have the right special tile that I need because I've already used it. And that's just going to ruin everything. So now I'm just rage quitting. I'm flipping the table. I'm, it's, it's done. That's where I'm normally. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's why I haven't burned out on railroading and some of these other games. Like these are not the games that enrage me. Because the the person I'm really losing to is myself. And I really enjoy games like that. And we've talked about this before, that like multiplayer solitaire is what I enjoy. And that is the game that I will never burn out on is solitaire. I will play solitaire all day, every day. And I do a lot. So that's, <laughs> yeah. Well, I also like the length of them. Um, it's hard to burn out on on shorter games because you only have so much time before like i mean I as long as it's an interesting game as long as it's an interesting one i actually yeah, know you're right if you can play it like 10 times in a day i can burn out on it in one day but if it takes me you know a year to play it 10 times is it the plays or is it the time that it takes to burn out that matter i i think you're onto something there because so right now we play a, an average <laughs> one game of railroad inc a day mm-hmm you could play 10. That's a lot of games. I mean, it, it is, but it's one a day. If we played 10 a day, because you could easily do that in dumb. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you would burn out so much faster. And Well, partially just because I don't think I could accomplish it. You know, like I have small children who... Oh, you you'd know, have to do that real time. Always, like, like you'd have to do it real time. And I just, yeah. like, my job is not playing Railroad Inc. <laughs> And I don't want it to be. 
I, I want it because then it does feel like work. Like if you have to like, oh, I have to take my turn. Um, and, you know, when you pointed out to me earlier, like you're like, you have a double turn. I was like, oh, yay. And I jumped on immediately. And like it wasn't like, Kitty, you have to take your turn. And I was like, ugh, and like jumped on. I was like, oh, I'm excited. I'm happy to do this. And I I like playing these games and it's fun. But I and I don't want to ever play enough of them that it feels like, oh, no, I have to take my turn. The only time I feel like I have to take my turn is like, oh, it's been sitting on me for too long. I don't want to hold everyone up. But that that's not very often. And I feel like, you know, we're we're chill group. We we get it. <laughs> you yeah. know, no one's like too upset about stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's my last question here is how can we avoid burning out on a game that we really, really like? And I think we've, you know, a few things, right? Don't overplay it. Like, mm-hmm. keep it keep it fun. You know, you can love Terraforming Mars, but if you play three games a day of Terraforming Mars, uh, first of all, I'm afraid of that group. Like, I just, <laughs> no. Um, you scare me. <laughs> but at some point, you're going to just be like, okay, I've done all the strategies. This is the strategy that I like, and I'm just going to keep doing this over and over and over. And by, like, pacing it out, it allows you to discover new ways of playing the game in a more natural way. And by the time you get to the end of that progression, you can start trying out strategies you tried at the beginning and forget that you didn't do that versus, well, we played 18 games this week and I'm already, you know, redoing that first strategy. Um, a couple other things, like um, I really, really love Dune Imperium. Like this, that game is amazing. We played it we opened the box and just kept playing it over and over until we played all of the different uh, leaders or whatever the asymmetric characters are, Um, which turned out to be, I think six or eight games, something along those lines. Um, And for that, for us, that was great. We put the game away. We enjoyed it. If we pulled out again, we didn't, we'd enjoy it, but that was it. We were like, okay, we played each one. Now we're ready to move on to another game. Not because we were, we've played this game out completely but we played this game enough to where that experience has completed and i don't know if we'll ever play it again there's an expansion coming out so maybe but it was it felt like a natural stopping point and i don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that sometimes it's okay to play out a game i would say it's always like, okay to play out a game yeah like <laughs> i mean i mean you know if you're playing out solitaire I don't know what you're doing, but, um, you know, if it, that's what the point of a game is, is to play it. And if you played it and you enjoyed it and that's the experience you're carrying forward with you, like, that's fine. Like, I, I feel like sometimes we talk about like, oh, we played it out. We're done with this game. Like, we're not revisiting it. It sounds like a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, oh, I had a good time playing that game. It was fun. And I think a lot of people too think like, about the investment in games. And we talked about this a lot with um, Pandemic Legacy and legacy games and campaign games kind of all tie into this. Is like, oh, it has a finite number of plays. And it's like, but if you enjoyed it and you played all of those plays and it was a really good time and you talk about it and it was something we remember, you know, we're still, t- we played that in like 2016. And we still talk about it. And we're still talking about it. And I feel guilty every time because Fletcher didn't play with us. And <laughs> it was so much fun. But honestly, now I've forgotten enough about it that maybe 
we could replay it and replaying it with different people and a fresh game. To be clear, still not Fletcher, fun. but different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Fletcher's <laughs> never invited and he's not allowed to play. He was banned. He knows what he did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and now I don't know what I was saying, but I don't know if it matters because, yeah, games are fun. Play them to have fun. And you can't do it wrong if you're having fun. Yeah. Well, also played out. I don't. I don't think we're ever talking about like never playing it again, right? Because you hear all the time like, "Oh, that song is played out," and it's like, "Yeah, you're not really a fan of this song anymore." But if you didn't hear it for ten years, you might be like, "Oh, yeah, I remember liking that song." Same thing with a game. Like, I don't want to play this game anymore right now. I played it too much. But would you play it in ten years after having not played played it for ten years? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yep. And again, games, the reason we can support a thousand games a year is because we're not playing the games that we were playing before. And not because they were bad games. A lot of these games we really, really enjoy. We just haven't played them. And it's because we're always seeking out new experiences, new things. And I think it's a natural progression to gaming in general. Entertainment in general is, Mm -hmm. you know... Yeah, again, I, I I overuse the book and movie analogy, or is it a metaphor? Whatever it is. It depends on if you say like or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea that, you know, I watched a movie and it's the best movie I've ever seen. This is so good. Just, oh my gosh. And then I just have to continue watching that movie and I can't watch any other movie because that's the best movie. So why wouldn't I just keep watching that over and over and over? Right. I think people might be more familiar with this with music. I think Fletcher is correct when he says play like that's something I think of with music all the time. It's like and it, it happens faster. It's a much shorter cycle with songs than it is with other media. And especially if you work in retail. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, if you work in retail. I mean <laughs> I had a real realization this weekend as I was moving and I kept having to jump in my car for like five minutes at a time. And like every time I got in there, I was listening to 93.9 light FM Chicago's easy listening <laughs> kind of station. And it was just like, what was on in the car? I rarely listened to the radio, but it was like such a short drive. It didn't make sense to plug in my phone or anything. So it was just whatever was on. And it was like, Seriously, like the same 10 songs every time I got in there. And every time I was like, oh, I like this song. (laughs) But then by the end of the week, I'm like, do they really just play like these like 10 songs? Like if I hear Toto by Africa or like, it's just like, seriously. Africa by (laughs) Toto. Africa by Toto. I found it. I got there. And like it was great, but like seriously, that it played three times in one weekend that I heard, if somebody's like working at an office where the light FM is on constantly in the background all the time, how are they not insane? Yeah. <laughs> I, I worked in a place where um, it, it was like in a production facility and the head production person, they like to listen to, uh, it was like um, electronic hits, like top 40 electronic. And I swear to God, it, it was literally the top 40 songs and we would listen to those songs on repeat over and over and over. You hear the same song like four times a day. And it would play in the same order every time, too. And it would play in the same order every time. And it wouldn't change, you know, day to day. Maybe week to week, they would cycle in and out 
one song. <laughs> um, unrelated to our podcast, but something that really cracked me up was uh, a teacher I heard talking. I don't know if it was like on a different podcast or something, but they were saying that they knew they were old this week when they were listening to their students like put on music they were doing something and they were just shuffling through and he's like and they put on one song and then another song came on and it sounded just like the first song and they were like oh this is awful skip it (laughs) and they skipped to a third song that sounded just like the other two songs they're like oh this is so much better and he's just like what it's the same music and he's like and that's when i realized that i was the old person in the room and he's my age so yeah it ha- it sneaks up on you. It, it, it does. does. There's those little moments all the time where you're like, oh, I like Light FM. I don't know what the youth are listening to anymore. It all sounds the same to me. You're like, oh, well, I like have become my parents. Smooth jazz. <laughs> well, and that actually Kenny goes... G is cool now. <laughs> that goes actually back to burning out. At a certain point, these become comfort games. It's like, yes. you know, That's basically <laughs> what happened with Gloomhaven, right? I, I played it out. I played it, played it, played it. And then I'm like... Yeah, but I know it so well. And yeah, okay, I'll go back and play it again, right? And it just feels like, ah, I I know this. This is a comfortable feeling. And speaking <laughs> of sneaking up on you, um, Kitty, I now have one point more than you in railroading. So, um, <gasps> how dare you? I've backed myself into I a corner, just need though. The right pieces. Yeah, no, I backed I myself into a corner. Have, you got to leave those roads open. Yeah, it's all downhill. There's no way that I'm pulling Don't off the worry, last two rounds. Don't worry, everyone listening who has been like, they've been talking about Railroad Inc. for the last month. Eventually, we're going to play it out. We're gonna, yeah, it's going to be played out. <laughs> we'll play it out. It's coming. <laughs> we just need to find somebody who finds something else as fun as Railroad Inc. on VGA that can quietly replace it, and we are I'm, in. <laughs> I'm writing it now. I'm writing it now. My goal for Hadrian's Wall is still the six-turn format, and Kitty, you are going to love this game. I know you want to be like, uh, but this is. I this want is, to not like it. You want to not like it, <laughs> but you're going to play it. And you're going to be like, ah, oh, man. And actually, Fletcher, you're going to love it, too. It's, it is a fantastic game that so many people don't have the opportunity to play because, A, it's hard to. It's been out of print forever. Um, and B, it feels like an overwhelming teach. And. That is why I'm like, you know, volunteering my time to make this game because I think it's just that good and more people should play it. So you two will like it. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited mm. to like introduce it. So it's one of the things that's I'm keeping sorry, me going. I'm just is, judging um whether or not I think your board or mine has more potential. But then I looked at some of these other boards. I don't know. I'm not gonna win. I never win. <laughs> You almost won and once. That's probably why I'm going to get played. I almost won once. Oh, in I- case any listeners were wondering, Matthew challenged me to a one-on-one, no expansions, plain railroad ink game, and he won fair and square. The tie was broken. <laughs> I lost, like always. Nah, you're pretty good. Yeah, I I don't always lose because if I always lost, I wouldn't keep playing. You're. But I never win. You're often in the upper. You're in the upper yeah, 50. Usually in the, I would say in almost everything I play on BGA, I don't win. I think I've won one game. No, I won two. I won one Azul and I won one Welcome to. And that's it. That's all I've ever won. But I'm usually in the top half of the players. <laughs> but not always. <laughs> there have been some games where I really did not do well. But yeah, you know, I don't know. 
I'm probably well, going to burn out soon because I just keep losing. Well, you let me know when that happens. <laughs> Until then, I'm going to keep telling you when you have double turns. And Fletcher, <laughs> when you are ready to branch out into com- some other games, like we're they're always coming up. I even post them to you usually. And you're just like, no, I'm burdened out on that game. I played it once. <laughs> it's because you keep, you keep posting Railroad Inc. games. And I'm like, yeah, no. You've literally only played one game. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I thought you played two games. No, just one. Yep. I thought you did the Rivers expansion. I literally you were like, I got this. Game. And then you played the Lake expansion. We're like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I have Railroad Inc. on my phone. And uh, I've played it there a number of times. So when Chris invited me to play this, I was like, okay, yeah, I got this. And then it was the expansion. And the instructions were unclear. <laughs> you have to place all dice and i'm like okay but what what the heck do i do with this thing so i just like put it in a corner but now you know like you weren't yeah, the only person he's that still game, mad about it that game had so many scores that were like 20 points or less on it like and now everyone's in the 50s 60s so i'm just saying you can get better it was that bad <laughs> maybe i am gonna get a paid account so i can start setting up Azul games so maybe I can win some I don't know I'm just saying 30 bucks a year just tell Chris to do it for me (sighs) that's usually what I do if you my friend with a boat (laughs) (laughs) yeah you've never asked to do a one-on-one game because I would absolutely do that so actually the three of us should get together and play a couple just means that I lose but I'm not in the top 50 percent that's true (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of the top 50%, we're now in the lower 5% of this episode. So um, <laughs> so I should read these credits here. Yeah. How's that segue? Pretty good? We're on top no. of it. We're professionals. <laughs> Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. You can be part of our live recording Monday nights at 830 Central or join our Discord. Discard? Discord. Or Discard our Discord. <laughs> It's 9.30 Eastern. <laughs> it's actually Join 11 Eastern. Join our Discord Eastern. to talk to us. <laughs> now it is. It started. You know, I'm going to finish this sentence, Chris. Join our Discord I'm to excited talk to us all it. week long. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to finish the credits? No, no, no. I'm good. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> Both Somebody the links are in our show notes. You can email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. If you'd like to be one of these wonderful people, you can find out how by visiting our website, tabletopgametalk.com, and clicking the support us link. Or you can click the link in our show notes. Oh, no, Fletcher, this is it yours. I love Kitty my in name, there. but Fletcher has to read it. <laughs> okay. I just, I just wanted to see a really angry kitty. <laughs> <laughs> names as well. Finally, a huge thank you to our current patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gift of Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, John Williams, Sir Selly, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keefe, Joe Punman, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Christopher Letgo, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Jason Marks, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yossi, Tolkien Fan Forever, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan Seed, Darren McClellan, 
David Garner, Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Slander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, and Sean P. Kelly. And thank you to everyone who's ever been a patron. Your support really does mean the world to us. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. So I really don't want to talk about Railroad Inc. in the post credits, but I so don't. Well, I, I I'm looking at Kitty's board and I'm like, oh no, that's a better board than mine. And now I can't think of anything else. So Fletcher, what do you want to talk about? Post credits. How much I dislike Railroad Inc. <laughs> <laughs> that was the episode. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, no. we could talk about how my mother-in-law came and turned off the lights on me when she went to bed halfway through this episode. How about that? <laughs> and I just sat here in the dark for five minutes trying to text someone to turn the lights on when I had to go sneak away from my microphone to turn them back on. My podcast like really dungeon. Yeah. I just wanted you to sit in the dark for the rest of the episode, but... I, I, I totally get being it, but it's very in, dark <laughs> in the middle of a dark basement while recording talk, <laughs> talk about board games. You know, nothing to worry about in this strange house in the strange basement with the strange brick wall behind you. It's I'm not probably brick. gonna get it's eaten like literally by a stacked stones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs>